Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined for the first time in 2020 by Rob Cassidy. Rob, you're deep underground in some sort of a bunker, it appears. <laughs> Yo, in this dark lighting, my arms look pretty good on this on this chat. I gotta tell you what. <laughs> well, your hat backwards and to get that hair to come out the front. <laughs> yeah, What's not, up, guys? I've missed you guys very much. I've missed human contact, including Woody and Dave. If you're not one of the 20 people who watches this show on on YouTube now, uh, oh, is this really going up on YouTube? Yeah, that big sexy, some guns oh, is out. I would have really changed if I had known that. Nah, okay. this is perfect. What are you talking about? Dave just goes right into webcam mode. Uh, <laughs> we set up for my OnlyFans. <laughs> so, and of course, Dave Lackford and his uh, matching. You got a matching outfit every week now. You think this matches? I mean, the colors look like uh, it's Philly and Philly and Bucknell University, my alma mater, Ray Bucknell. Um, yeah, they took Kansas down in the NCAA tournament once when I was in school, right? right? I remember Ray that. Right the orange and the blue. Yeah. Uh, who was on that team, Dave? I don't know. I was deep in the hood in North Philly at that time. I didn't go to I didn't go to Bucknell until like 2010. Yeah, Bucknell doesn't seem like a place you would go. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm a chameleon. Okay, so I bet, you stood, out, I bet yeah. you stood out a little bit in class at Bucknell. A little bit, but you know, they like me. Breath of fresh air. <laughs> I'm sure they did. <laughs> based on based on my first impression of you, which took me about a year to actually talk to you because you're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I was there for two, so <laughs> no, Dave is better in person. Like when you get texts from Dave, you're like, who is this dude? But once you get him on the phone, you understand him. Context is lost through text. You know? 100%. Right, exactly. So while we're recording this, I'm waiting to break a commitment here for this grad transfer, Brandon Council, who's committing to Auburn. So no one's going to see that. He'll be committed by the time people see this. But uh, so if, if I have to uh, do that real fast whenever he does it, we'll just keep it, keep it rolling. Um, but anyway, so we, we did an episode earlier this week. I got, we, I've been doing a million of these stupid things, but uh, anyway, it gives us something, something to talk about. And we had to jump on because Mike Gundy, boy, uh, I'm a man, I'm 40. Hey, guess what? He may, he may be uh, at Oklahoma State, but it was a real okay boomer moment. for. <laughs> The best is that the day before I had sent you guys a text saying, man, the football coaches have been really well behaved. And Woody right. said, just wait for it. Right. And then the next day. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't have enough. It hadn't been long enough. Like the thing that we had Davos Sweeney, Davos Sweeney, uh, Davos Sweeney doubling down, like on his, I think he said today something about, you know, God will fix the virus or whatever, and we'll be back to playing football. So, I mean, we don't have to get into that too much, but it's twice for him this week, too, where he said, like... See, I don't mind that as much. Like, I don't mind my faith is in God. You know, even I'm not an, I'm a non-Christian person, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't mind that as much as we need the unpaid athletes to run the money through the university. Like, I think it's two different levels of insanity. Okay, so, so Lackford didn't really... Uh, Lackford didn't really understand what he said. No, I didn't know what I, I just saw him and I avoided reading anything about it because I, I don't like to do it at all. Like one iota, I can't stand his whole vibe. I don't like his mullet. I don't like his tight pants. 
with his butt showing. I don't I don't like the dude at all. I think he's a pompous dude. I think he's what I call he's a cockalorum. You know, he's a self-important little man. Yeah, he coaches the University of Oklahoma State, but to anybody outside of that area, outside of Stillwater, who cares? You know, I don't I don't need to hear his take on the coronavirus or when the season is going to start or the economy because you're not an expert. You have a laser focus on one thing, and it's football, and that's it. I don't care about your opinion outside of that because you're, you probably don't even have a college degree. <laughs> he definitely has a college degree to coach football, but – People are asking him about this, right? Like, I understand fielding the question. He came with, like, a litany of insanity. Like, he started with the, we need players to run the money through the state. And then he started talking about, like, watching an alternative news network that promotes, like, conspiracy theories. Like, that. if you read that whole thing, it's quite, like, yeah, it's, it, it's like a long, winding rant of insanity. Did he go with the G5 conspiracy theory? <laughs> no. What What is it? Uh, what was the network he named? Uh, News One or something? The one that like promotes the Hillary Clinton kills everybody? I, <laughs> I don't know if that's the. So, geez, right? We're deep. This is gonna be a. This is gonna be an iTunes exclusive episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious. It's like an like he promoted an alt right online only news thing. Is like this is where I get my news, and it's like oh geez, Mike. Okay, my boy's committing here. Hey, uh, Rob, thank you for validating my opinion about how I don't care to hear anything he has to say on anything outside of games. No, you're right. And, like, but people are going to ask him, right? Like, and people have asked everybody. And I think the right response is, I'm a football coach. I'll play when they tell me to play. But, you know, these guys can't do that, right? So they're going to wade into the waters. And I understand addressing the topic if you're asked about it. But, man, did he go off the deep end? Yeah, uh... You guys got to talk for a second while uh, I don't mind. I don't like if Dabo wants to talk about, you know, faith in God and you know, all this is going to happen um, for his great will or something of that nature. That's fine. That's Dabo's, that's Dabo's thing. You know, he's not saying, hey, everybody go congregate in a church and pray together and, and you know, pass around the COVID. That's one thing. I, I'm not I'm not mad at Dabo, although the, the, the logic here is, you know, if God's going to finish. God's all powerful. So he. He created it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but, I understand. And that, like I said, Dabo's thing didn't bother me at all. Like, nah, Dabo's cool with me. I don't care. And if he the, the worst Florida, part about that is that he jumped in a private jet and flew to Florida. But he's which, in a private jet. I mean. I know, but it's still not it's smart. Family. You know, like when the message should have been stay home, stay with your family, do your thing. He's like, I'm getting on a jet and going home tomorrow. But like, like I said, we're, we're splitting hairs here. The Gundy thing was way more irresponsible because – you know, these football coaches, they sit here and they talk about how these are student athletes, they're not employees. But, you know, when crunch time comes, all of a sudden it's, we need to get money back in the state. We got to go. Let's get these guys back on campus. And the change of tune is just, you know, to turn on a dime like that is pretty jarring, I think. Well, the president's been turning on a dime. So, okay. <laughs> one minute, got to get the economy. Let's go back to work. We're, we're back in church by Easter. To <laughs> Woody's trying to rein this in, and I see what he's doing, and I appreciate it. Well, because you, I have to edit the podcast. That's the I know. We're not going full politics here. I'm trying to rein it in myself. So, anyway, Rob, why is it problematic, though? Or why do you think it's so problematic when these coaches get up there and say something? And is it – I guess I'm going to answer my own question. Do you feel like it's because people kind of look up to these people and deify no, see, them? 
and and so like they're looking at them for leadership and they're kind of like adopting their opinions i don't think it is super problematic if they get up there and say hey we're really hoping there's a football season and we're gonna do that and i i'm really hoping there is one too right i think it's problematic when they say we need to open the country back up and do this right now because then it's like you know some of these people do deify them and it's like okay well you know if mike gundy doesn't believe in this and i don't believe in this and i'm gonna go outside and congregate and like whatever and you know you me and woody as much as everybody have been in the corners of Twitter that people don't see, I guess. And all these high school kids are working out in groups of 30. Like every day on my Twitter feed, there's a high school team, 30 deep, working out on a field, running routes, messing around, lining up behind each other. And I don't think most people see that. And there's nobody even underneath like criticizing them because it's like an off corner of Twitter. But they take their cues from their coaches. So – I did an interview with uh, Pete Thamel, who works for Yahoo Sports. He was like, oh, Woody, you know, is this, you think this is going to lead to kids staying closer to home because they're worried about the virus? And I was like, Pete, these kids ask me every day when the rivals camps are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like every day. Like, hey, when's the camp? When, when, when the camps start back up? It's like, guys, there's no sports going. Nothing is happening. You're locked in your house. Your schools are closed. There's no NBA. There's no MLB. There's no NHL. Do you there's no federal court. Right. That's amazing. Every single day. Right. And every day, hey, when's the camps? Like, they, they have no concept of what's going on. And the, the problem is, Gundy got on the conference call and just rambled for 20 minutes to start before he got any questions. And, like, I think that this kind of reminds me of when I lived in Florida – uh, and every time there's a hurricane coming, they get on the news. Oh, hunker down. This is the big one, right? And you better go do this. Get out of state. Leave the area. Everybody needs to evacuate. But, like, we see it. Every time they say that, it doesn't happen. Well, then the one year in 2004, when three hurricanes actually came and, like, slammed into the state and just destroyed everything, you know, people weren't ready. People, you know. Yeah. I was out driving around, running around in the streets and stuff, in the middle of a hurricane because I wanted to experience what it felt like. I could have gotten just hit by a tree and died in or a power line or something. But that's what happens. So how many- yeah, I took it seriously. Remember I first moved here and Irma came and I didn't, I'd never been in a hurricane before. I didn't know what to do. So I ran to New York and everybody I knew here was like making fun of me. Like, what right. are you doing? You're leaving and nothing ended up happening and I felt like an idiot. So, right, exactly. But then the one time it does, actually, you know, it's like a boy who cried wolf. So for all of us who've heard like, oh, you know, whatever, you just assume, that, like, did I think I was going to be locked in my house for a month straight? If you would have said six weeks ago, I would have been like, no way, that's not going to happen. No, I tried to tell you, to be fair, you thought I was being panicky. Right, but yeah, well, you're still panicking. But but when Rob was you're panicking, right. Rob actually hasn't left his attic. <laughs> I was panicking six weeks ago. I was telling Woody, "We're all dead. This is over." When Rob was panicking, I was like, "Well, if they tell me not to go anywhere, I just won't go anywhere." That was my uh, <laughs> hey vacation. Right. So, uh, but so I think it hasn't hit home. And the reason, like, like one of the things that really made me mad when this all started was we were all shutting down and all sports were getting canceled and LSU was having spring practice. And, like, and then they had this huge barbecue and they're like, Crawfish oh, boil. 
right yeah boil or whatever outside on at the practice facility then the next day the literally that night they canceled practice and the next day coach o was doing a psa saying stay home and everybody was like this is the only psa i need is coach o because it's funny because of his voice i'm like guess what i'd already been locked in my house for a week not going anywhere when he was having a hundred people together and the day that the day that that was happening if you remember was the same day that everybody was freaking out about the spring breakers in florida talking about if i get corona i get corona right exactly he looked like he had something already he wasn't worried about corona like he had something in his system that would eat the coronavirus up (laughs) no there's no there's no doubt about that like a jellyfish He's probably immortal, and that's fine. <laughs> but the rest of us aren't, you know. Like I don't see Coach O dying of anything. Yeah. Well, so so anyway, the 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 point is, like I said, Coach O didn't. They were planning on still in practice because I was trying to chase down video at the time, and I was like, look, LSU is going to be LSU practice tomorrow is going to be the only sporting event. So I'm hitting up the people that we have there, being like, send me all the video you have. Uh, so. But then, he, obviously, he had a change of heart, and he did the PSA. I don't think it's necessarily as hit home with Gundy, because if you look at the stuff he said, he says, in my opinion, if we have to bring our players back, test them. They're all in good shape. They're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds. They're healthy. A lot of them can fight it off with their natural body, the antibodies, and the build that they have. There are some people that are asymptomatic. If that's true, then we sequester them. And people say, that's crazy. No, it's not crazy because we need to continue and budget and run money through the state of Oklahoma. So See, that's where he really screwed up was that last sentence. Right. And, you know, none of what us... What do you want- mean by that? Unpack that, Rob. No, he means that they need to put people in the stands at Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and run money through the town to keep all the business established. And- I understand what he's saying, well, hold but on. you can't, you can't 24 hours a day say, this is, you know, I'm a teacher and this is student, you know, these are student athletes, but also we need these guys to run money. Like you got to pick oh, a side. No, that, okay. Got it. So you're, you're just looking at it from that perspective. I was looking at it from the broader perspective, which was if, if the other, if the cancels, if the season's canceled, it has nothing to do with spring practice or getting your guys back coaches back in the facility. Cause I'm pretty sure he said he wanted his coaches back in the facility and stuff like that. Look, I get news for you. If the season's canceled, we're all screwed. Like, that's the other thing I don't understand. Yeah. Like, all these fans are like, the media, the football media wants the season canceled. If the that's season so canceled, it gets canceled. I don't have a job. Like, the last like thing that. I want is for the season to get canceled. Trust that's me. like saying weed dealers want weed to be legal. No, they don't. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter say it's like saying toy companies want Christmas canceled. Right, yeah. It's the last thing we want, but it's starting to look like the truth, right? Like, I mean... I'd love to lie to you and say I think there's going to be college football. Now, I do think there will be an NFL season. Well, but I think one of the things that is frustrating for me personally is like, and I think this is what people that attack like the media are saying. It's like we don't know. It's the middle of April, so we don't know anything. You just have to be patient. The problem is that's not how things work. So you have national media people being like, you know, cancel it. It's the same way, the same reason the way people get fired, you know, it's like, oh, you got to fire him. He lost two games. Well, it's like, you know, the, the momentum starts to build like, well, we got to cancel the season. We got to cancel the season. It's like, well, you know, we could reevaluate in two months. <laughs> yeah. I think people want hope and they should get hope. And I don't think they should cancel the season right now, but I think anybody that is 
telling themselves for sure this is going to be fine is lying to themselves right right i i agree and we we so but i do think that's why you know that's why you have the because you have people who sit around on twitter all day some prominent national college football people which i i've complained about for you too nah, say the name come on it's some <laughs> national people in the i know United come States. on say the name say the two names you want to say <laughs> and they just are like just chill out dude like go go work in the yard like me you know work on the garden spend time with your kids or whatever you can't like like dave said dave doesn't, dave doesn't even like to look at twitter right now because you no there's definitely a happy medium like i'm not on twitter saying everything's over i usually just text that to you woody right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like my front-facing persona is pretty mild compared to the stuff you get and i understand that people want hope i want hope you know i don't i don't want this season to be canceled either but i think there's gonna be a time where we've got to come to terms with maybe the season will get canceled but it's not gonna i mean i think we all know it's not gonna look like the way college football has looked in the you know that we're used to i mean even if it's not canceled there's not gonna be fans in the stands there's no way See, I don't, I have, I mean, you're more confident in that than me. I don't know. Like, I really, I, and I don't, you know, I'm not exactly Mr. Positive. <laughs> I, just, I just don't, like, I, it's like the same reason I complain about every time the NBA floats this stupid midseason tournament idea. Ooh, how would it work? Would the 10 seed play the 7 seed and then they would get a game? It's like, it's not going to happen. So I don't, like, I can't pontificate about it so like i think they've got a better chance though right like five on five and rosters of 16 are a little different than 11 on 11 and rosters of 100 plus i mean the nba shut down because all the players were catching it though (laughs) yeah i just think that you know if we're gonna get back into sports i think we're gonna see the nba maybe we'll see baseball because you can kind of sort of social distance in that more about is gonna be tough proximity though it's not that but if you look at it so in China, how do you say it? Wuhan is that where? Yeah, in it? China they're they're practicing right now. Like there are basketball teams right now in China practicing five on five. What I'm saying is they were way it started there, originated there, right mm-hmm. in December. Okay, 2019 in December originates there. By January or February, they got everything locked down, right? Like, and that's real quarantine. I see all these people saying I'm in quarantine. No, you're not. You yeah, there no aren't police coming over with billy clubs if you leave that. No, I'm not, like my friend, I have a friend who went to Bucknell. Her name is Andy. She's from South Africa. She moved to China when she got done. She's an engineer. So she lives in her apartment and they have people, they have, they, they welded all of the buildings shut. You know what I mean? Or if they didn't weld them shut, then they have, you know, police by each exit and you're not allowed to leave the building. What they have, they have these people that will take your orders for groceries and stuff like that and go get it for you. But she flew back into China because she left She left to get away from it and went to Vietnam, but she ended up having to come back. So when she got in, they put her on a 14-day quarantine and she could not leave her apartment. There were armed government officials that would pop her in the, in the grate if she tried to leave, right? So that's quarantine. So everybody's talking about, oh, quarantine. It's, you're not, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. You know, to, to, there's levels to this, okay? And this is not quarantine level. So, but my point is, if you look back at what happened in China, they started, they let Wuhan off of the lockdown. So people are allowed to go out and congregate now, but it's been like three or four months, right? We started ours in March. So we could, if we find, and, and the good thing about that is, once they go out and start congregating again, we'll be able to watch to see if those people are getting reinfected again to really know if it's over or not. So if they go back out and they don't see any more cases popping up anymore, then they'll know that it's cool and, every, and, and life can go on as normal. We're behind them, 
So we'll, we could just follow their trend. And that's what the whole world is basically doing at this point. Let's play a quick game before we move on. What is the most insane thing you've done because you've been quarantined? I'll give you mine. I just want like, what is like the thing that you've done that you would have never done? Go first, Woody, because my dog, these dogs out here are going crazy. I don't know, man. I, you know. No, but you're like built for this, Oregon, man. You've been like building cages for chickens and like Woody was sort of built for this. This was more of a question for you, Dave. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm missing is some of the firearms that uh, Dave owns, but. (laughs) I got got you. Uh, (laughs) The craziest thing I've been doing is I've been trying to like make my house a fortress because I have two teenage kids and they keep keep trying to sneak out of the house because, you know, that portion of your brain that discerns consequence hasn't fully developed in their in them yet because they're so yeah, you were saying one of them tried to go play seven on seven right yeah i had a coach a coach hitting my son up not me but my son mind you and like yo can you know come out and play seven on seven first of all assistant high school football coach whatever circumvent me like that anyway i don't want to get in on that but yeah they're trying to sneak they snuck out the other day took my damn car you know what I mean? So it's just like, <laughs> hold on. How old are we? What's the ages? I got a 17 and a 16 year old, man. And at least and, they got the driver's license. Man, I've been trying to put like extra locks. Like I got a, a deadbolt on the front and the back door. And so they don't have the key to those deadbolts. But then last night I saw them, like I was looking out my window over here and I could see down on the porch and I saw the door open. I'm like, how did they get a key to unlock the deadbolt? <laughs> like, them boys, they, they can't do anything right, but if you try to keep them in the house, they'll they'll put their mind to that and focus and succeed, 100% success rate. And my, I, I feel like they sneak out every night. Look, man, I saw Woody making cauliflower pizza, and I saw Woody building a cage for, I think, a rabbit. Woody does Which, it all the time, though. Eh, I don't know if the cauliflower pizza is all the time. No, I've made that before, but here's why I did that. I bought the ca- the cauliflower last two or three weeks in the fridge, and then you could turn it into the pizza crust. You could freeze that too. So, I mean, I'd say the thing I hadn't done. Now, obviously, I've never, uh, I've never trapped rabbits in my front yard and put them in a cage to breed and then potentially slaughter. <laughs> later take. Yeah, what do you think? He's got to go off the grid. You think well, I'm the crazy one? I mean. Think about it. If the sickness was so bad that you never want to leave the house and go to the store, you know, I'm in a situation based on my uh, food reserves and my gardening. Uh, If I could uh, obtain the protein, I'd be set. So that's where the rabbits came into play. So that's a that's a doomsday scenario. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to have to I wouldn't want to have to kill the rabbits. I hate killing rabbits. I straight bought a skateboard and it isn't here yet. I'm going to break my neck, I'm sure. Yeah, but that sounds figure, like a bad I got to find something to do, um, like, you know, to try to do some physical activity because I'm not really a runner and I'm not going to the gym. So skateboarding is what I've settled on. I'm like regressing to seventh grade, Rob. See, the way my, the way my mind works with this is just like, it's just like, I, I don't have any friends. I don't go anywhere unless I'm going to work. So that's a good point. Hey, what do you think? So I was thinking today. I said, man, you know, all these people are staying home. You know, I looked out on my street. There wasn't really much activity. I'm seeing like Chicago shut down. New Orleans is shut down. No one's doing anything, right? Everybody's staying at home for the, for the goodness of humanity, right? I said, man, you know, people, this gives me some renewed hope because I'm a cynic. And I said, this gives me some renewed hope on the spirit of man. And then I started thinking to myself, or 
Are people just lazy and they're happy to take a month vacation and just stay in their house for a little bit? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think anybody outside of Woody wants to stay in their house for a month. Well, so this is tough, man. So you know, I don't, I don't drink, I don't do any drugs. Uh, it's but you like, like to hang out with people. Yeah, but I, I don't hang out with While people. While they drink and do drugs, but he yeah, but I don't. When I'm at home, I don't hang out. I don't have any friends in the city of Atlanta. Other that than, shocks me that you don't have any friends, Woody. No, it's a bunch of Greek dudes, right? Like, so Woody's crew is like Greek basketball players, pretty much, or like Greek recreational basketball players. No, but like I don't even hang out with them anymore because Mike Scott. But yeah, yeah, Mike is probably my best friend. <laughs> The people at my gym, the C-lists and D-list celebs I go to the gym with, that's the only people I talk to, and I don't hang out with them outside of the hour I see them at the gym. So, Do you want to know what I did before I hopped on this podcast? What? So my buddy Mike printed out a Facebook.com conversation between a bunch of stay-at-home moms in Kansas about school lunches, and we assigned parts on Zoom, and we did a dramatic acting reading of the conversation about the school <laughs> School See, but like, I the way the way I think your mind works is like you because you know you can't leave, you want to leave more. Like, but I'm usually out and about. Like, I mean, yeah, but you're I'm, more bored than you would be normally. Hundred percent. Whereas, whereas me, I mean, I still, I still have a, I still have a ton of work to do. Uh, you know, I still have a ton of I still have a ton of work to do for the social stuff, and I don't want to go anywhere. So, like, I'd like to go to the gym. It would be ideal for me uh, to to do that because I haven't been doing a good job of of working out here at the house, other than like a occasional run. Too many dead rats in there. Yeah, and the the whole dead rat situation that we talked about on the last podcast. But I don't know, man. It's just like I I just think like it's. It's the same reason. I think it has to do with like a fight or flight response related to other things. I just think, you know, some people get more anxious than others. And it's not necessarily good or bad, but like, you know, I don't need to zoom happy hour any any people. <laughs> like that's a, that sounds horrible to me. Sitting like, which I want to talk about later. But I've had it depends who the people are. Like I've had I've done a lot of zooming, and. What we've been doing is on Friday nights, we've been watching old either like college basketball games together, which has been fun. The worst ones are with my family because it's just us like staring at each other, trying to make awkward conversation. Like I love my mom to death. It's like, so you staying safe? Yeah. And nobody wants to get off the phone. So you're just like staring her in the, it's very awkward. Right. I'd never, my, please. I'd never yeah. talked to my yeah, mom. We know on the phone, let alone on on FaceTime. Or, or it's my mom just telling me how horny she is for Governor Cuomo, which has been super awkward. He's so handsome. Like, and mom, calm it down. That's mm. all she said? Was she so, he's so handsome? And then, like, a long pause. No, but she says, like, every day via text or, like, whatever. Like, I hear about how cute this dude is every day. But the worst one was she called me at, like, 11 in the morning and was talking about his press conference and said, Governor Cuomo is so handsome. And this, like, long, dramatic pause. And strong if you look at his arms. And I'm like, Mom, we got to – that's it. Are your parents still together? No, my dad's dead. My mom's remarried, so okay, uh, so I have a stepdad. Okay. Yeah. My mom's widowed, and she doesn't have anybody. So let me tell you, you just gave the G-rated version of the stuff my mom talks to me about. Has she been talking about Cuomo, too? 
No, but she'll uh-huh. talk about some dude she met on Match.com. <laughs> Jesus, that's even worse. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, uh, not to be a one-upper, but my mom... <laughs> <laughs> but Woody's Italian, too, so this runs in the family. My mom's boyfriend that lives with her, she went to go swim in the river one day when it was when it was hot outside, and this dude was living in his van down there, and next thing you know, he moved into the house, so... Hold on, is this during the quarantine? No. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say we're gonna end this so we can stop hearing about our mom's sex lives, please. I'm just telling I'm just telling you, my mom literally <laughs> picked up a dude living in a van. Yo, she he hitched his wagon to the gravy train. Like, you gotta right. get in with literally, your train, man. There's no doubt. Like, living in a van down by the river. My mom met her boyfriend who I can't even remember his name. I'm glad to be a part of this epic podcast where that's the best story ever told on Commitment Issues. No, there's no doubt. Your mom's down by the river uh, bagging dudes that uh, live in a van. (laughs) You can't say that about your friend's mom. I just wonder, was it like a a utility van? Did it have doors on the side or just two doors? I don't know, but if if you go on Google Earth and look at the accumulation of stuff in the the yards and whatnot uh, at my mom's house, I would say probably was some type of utility van. I had a my vision of Oregon has been like skewed because of you. Like I don't know what I think of that state. I've never been to that state. I've been to Washington State. Hold on, I have a, my sister texted me something funny about this uh, recently. Um, <laughs> here's what she said. <laughs> she said, uh, she said, Lordy came to visit mom because she just got home because she was in the hospital. And all these weirdos are here. That's what my sister texted me. I said, "What? What weirdos?" And she said, "People that." She said, "People that live in the backyard and camp." (laughs) (laughs) Gypsies. Yeah, your mom is a gypsy whisperer, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad laughing. Hey, Woody, does your stepdad have a social security number? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you like dogs? <laughs> and I said, how many people? Because I had told her, like, I looked on Google Earth, and my mom lives on five acres, and there was some, some activity in, like, the back corner of the property. I was, like, Wait. I was like, Wendy, what's going on back there? And she said, oh, nothing. I think they had, like, a burn pile. And I was like, I'm seeing multiple vehicles, you know. It's a bonfire, a bonfire party. Yeah, I right, let's steer this back to sports before we end. I'll, I'll present a question to you. What happens if there is no football season? What do we do with Trev and the rest of that cast of characters that should have been in the next draft? Are they just like allowed to? Ooh, they go. Yeah, the rules three years removed. So but should they go to supplemental draft or should they go to twenty twenty one? I don't. The supplemental draft usually happens like in August. So yeah, they'll know by then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the NFL maybe gonna... three years removed in August. No, the NFL wouldn't have another draft uh, until after their their season or whatever. Like the as we've seen from the NFL, they're not moving anything around. Like no, so I, I still think, think they're it... gonna play, man. Like when there's billions with a B at stake for a TV contract, they'll go find a way. I don't think college is playing. I think the NFL is playing. Yeah, I, I think the NFL is more likely to, to do the old camp out somewhere model. The, the biggest problem that we, you know, even when Gundy brought up is and, and, until you can go to the store and buy a bunch of tests, like until you can buy a test for this, like a pregnancy test, 
I don't know how, I don't know how you have the solution of let's just test everybody. Well, how, how do you test everybody? Like, there's no way. How do you get tested? Dave, if you felt sick right now, where do you go to get it tested? Do you know? We uh, got drive through ones down here. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I saw the way they, I, did you see what they were doing in, in uh, Kentucky, in Louisville? There's a store called Shorty's. It's down in the West End. And it's like, that place has like, there's been like 25 shootings in that place in the last two years, right? It's like it's, a convenience store or what? Yeah, it's a little convenience store called Shorty's Food Mart, right? And uh, the cops just sit on it and watch people go in and out and, and follow them out and pull them over. Like, it's a hot spot. And they set up they set up a COVID testing site there, but it was just some dudes out there and they had a bunch of people just sticking swabs in people's mouth and taking $250. So like some community organizers and one of, and the, the district city councilman came out there and shut it down and you saw the people throwing their stuff in their trucks and bailing out. There was a dude who had a, a hoodie and a sweatpants suit on that was like scrub colored, but it wasn't scrubs. It was just the hoodies and sweatpants. And they took, they, made, they were making bank. There was like five cars out there but the the thing is it's in shorty's parking lot like in the worst place in the hood you know what i mean like that's the place you do not want to go ever was it an it, actual test or was it like a hustle no they were just out there scamming it was just a bunch oh. of like regular <laughs> sitting around you have to ask. they had like lawn masks on and stuff man <laughs> well that's that's the way to go. i i can't believe that hasn't happened uh, in other places but i'm anyway. sure it's happened here and i just don't know about it I wanted to talk about a. I I did want to talk about Mike Leach, which we we got way off track. Um, so society is off track right now, so we're on brand. Basically, we don't got to get into it. You know, Mike Leach tweeted some some. Was it a cartoon strip? Is that what it was? Right? Yeah, yeah, it was like a Photoshop. But here's my thing, like. Well, you got to say what it was first before you go into it. You got to tell the listeners what it was. It was supposed to be a joke. It was a, a dude leaving the house when he wasn't supposed to, right? No, it was an old No, no, no. Movie. It was – all right, so here's what it was. The joke was supposed to be the husband and the wife were around each other too much during the quarantine, and the wife was knitting a noose to hang the husband because she was sick of him. And it's an old, like, 90-year-old white woman knitting a noose. What Mike Leach didn't understand is that the imagery of a noose in the South, especially in Mississippi – is off limits he thought it was a funny joke about the coronavirus i don't think he did it intentionally to be racist but i think the imagery he did not understand was okay. gonna like resonate with those people okay now let me ask you a question how many times on this podcast have i talked about people in my neighborhood hanging corpses from nooses as halloween oh, decorations no it's insane how many times have I said it? And everyone, oh, Woody, don't be a snowflake. It's not racist, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about there are, there are people, there's a, uh, a couple that lives one street over with every sign imaginable in their yard. Hate has no home here. We believe in science. Elizabeth Warren for president, whatever you want to say. And come Halloween, what do they have? A dude hanging from a noose and the tree in their yard like oh it's a ghost or whatever and it's like i almost left them the you know because i've read that i always read that article that, that i bring up about why people shouldn't do it i almost printed it out and put it in their mailbox but you know the point is well you know lackford's arguing earlier that you know it's a couple of white people it's not really racist which you know when you look at it like that you could say yes okay but the problem is 
uh, as I often got told when I had to take uh, interpersonal relationships at work, <laughs> where I many times I've almost gotten fired. Uh, it's not the message that you're carrying, it's how it's received by the other person. So cl clearly the people, well, now, but Dave, the, if the kids on the team says it's racist, then it's racist, right? Here's what it is, no, if, if someone, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> the world does not work that way. Logic it is kind of how it is. Logic doesn't work that way. Okay, so five kids say it is, and then 28 say it doesn't. Are we doing the numbers? Are we going to vote if it's racist? All right, so here's the deal. Like, here, here's the way I look at it. I think that a lot of these people, especially the people in Woody's neighborhood that he's referencing, don't have a large swath of like diverse friends or acquaintances. Like I do. Two white, like okay, you do, but I think two white people and two people that don't spend a lot of time around blacks, maybe that seems harmless. But just the imagery of a noose with no other context to a black person is not only offensive it's terrifying because i mean i mean it, i mean it's just like a swastika pretty much okay was there was there a context to the thing that was posted by mike leach i'll cross-examine you right now so you say in an in, in a vacuum a noose presented with no other context is an offensive image which i would agree with however did mike leach tweet a picture of a noose just hanging there no, no there was there, there was some context to it but at the same time you have to be kind of at least cognizant of the way that other cultures are going to view something. If you're going to put something out on the internet, listen, if you, like for everybody to see, and you're going to put that out on the internet, and that is for everybody. It's not for your friends. It's not for your family. You've got to think about how everybody's going to look at that. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. And there is definitely <laughs> an undertone to that image that you should, as an adult, especially as an educated adult attorney like Mike Leach, understand that maybe let's not. So, I, I, and I love Mike Leach. He's a friend of this podcast. I've interviewed him right on this podcast. Like, I would love to defend Mike Leach. This was stupid. I think the context of it is this: if it's racist, right? If it's a, if it's a white, woman, I don't think it was intentionally outwardly racist. I just think it was insensitive. I think that's better. I mean, well, so <laughs> let me ask you both this question, and I know what Dave's going to say. So I guess it comes down to Rob. What is more racist? A a, a fake dead body hanging from a noose in a tree in Georgia, <laughs> or, or the, the tweet. The They're both completely insensitive. Like neither one of those things should happen, in my opinion. I'm just saying, I'm going all in this Halloween. I hope everyone is prepared. It's going to be public shaming 101 to every house in my neighborhood that puts up nooses. No, I've got no problem with that. So anyway, okay. If he posted a picture of your neighbor's yard on Twitter, I'd be like, all right, yeah, what the heck is he talking about? Here's what it is, though. Leach is a, a known conservative. He's a Trump supporter. Uh, I had a kid go visit out there. Washington State said there's, like, big, like, Trump signs in his office. That is the context that's not being shown here. And I bet you some of the players start to, you know, know Mike Leach and be like, yo, this dude has ill – like he definitely has he definitely has a reputation there's right. no doubt about that, it. that that's not how so i don't think i don't think that tweet was necessarily the racist thing i think what it was is people aren't, aren't like feeling mike leach like that because of these political leanings and they use that as kind of like, doesn't matter man if lane kiffin tweeted that he would have gotten the same thing man right but Miss, especially in mississippi i mean come on like you got to be cognizant of where you are 
Right. I would say just not, just, just, just don't do it. It's just like one of those things. And it, just never tweet to quote Rob Cass. Never, <laughs> never. We should, none of us should ever tweet. We're all idiots. I for agree tweeting. with that. Though. Every single one of us. I'm an idiot. We're all stupid for tweeting. Yeah. Okay, and, so. and we would avoid this whole conversation if they just followed Rob Cassidy's rule, which is, ne- I have a rule like that, which is never have kids. <laughs> right. You never tweet. So, People never had kids and never tweeted. The world would be a better place. All right, okay, well, take so I, got a, I got this quick story that I knew would make Rob mad. I don't know if you've seen this or not, Rob. This is from our, our Alabama site, Bama Insider, and our friend of the show, uh, Tony Sukalas. I like Tony, yeah. Uh, who doesn't even know how to say his own last name, but that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. He's good. Greek, huh? Yeah, he's Alabama Greek, you know. Okay. Uh, but anyway. Sounds Greek. So, so Tony says, these are changing times for sure. Nick Saban admitted as much during a 15-minute Instagram live interview with ESPN's Maria Taylor on Tuesday, where he declared that self-isolation caused by the COVID-19 outbreak has forced him to finally get an email account. I don't believe him. (laughs) Wait. The one positive for me is I have an email now, Saban said with a smile. I've come a long way. It was hard to communicate when you have to be by yourself and you depend on someone else to get your emails, messages, and all that. It just didn't work. They were sending them all to Miss Terry, and she fired me. She said, I'm not dealing with your stuff anymore, so I had to do it on my own. The last person I ever believed that told me they didn't have an email address was at the 2000 and trying to think what year that was i guess it was 2009 the 2009 ncaa tournament mark few looked me in my eyes and told me he did not have an email and i believed him yeah that didn't (laughs) surprise me about it but that's it like i mean saban does he check it every day probably not is he emailing with recruits probably not but he has an email hold on you have to you have to have a university if your parents live in a different state you have to have an email he definitely has a university email. They've assigned- no, no, no. I'm meaning like one that he uses, like not one that's assigned to him. I mean that he's emailed somebody before. Like Nick Saban doesn't live in the same state as his parents. You use email to communicate with your old parents. That's just, I mean, we all know that. Well, I don't know if his parents. Are yeah, old. you're right. My mom emails me all the time. I'm like, Why yeah, forward, you- forward, forward, forward. Hillary Clinton kills people. Yeah, you know, everybody's parents email them. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah, anti- yeah, a lot of anti-Semitic stuff coming through. Uh, yeah. Like. This person's an anti-Semite uh, from the older relatives. Uh. So I believe there might be some truth to it, but it's definitely like a gray area would be my. I just knew it would make you mad. Uh. <laughs> oh, there's no shortage of anything that makes me mad anymore. I'm just a miserable person now. Uh, so, so, okay. Now, here's what I want to talk about, because Dave and I don't have any friends uh, that we're I doing. I have friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> that we're doing Zoom with. So you mentioned, Rob, that you're doing these Zoom calls. Now, I have seen ones with 10 people plus on the screen, right? No, I've never gone that far. But I'm, I'm just saying, okay, hey, 10 boxes. It's like, a, it's like the Brady Bunch intro, you know, it just <laughs> keeps expanding. Does everyone talk at the same time? Does it one, like, are you passing around the stick? Like, how do you know who talks? So the ones that I've done have all had like a point, right? Like, so we do the Friday night basketball game, but there's only like five of us. And we'll talk like, we'll have the game on the TV and then we'll have the zoom here and we'll talk about the game. We'll start at the same time. Or like, we'll play 
there, there's this game called Quiplash where you, it's like, uh, we all hate cards against humanity, right? But this is like a good version of that where instead <laughs> of like playing a card, you actually get to make up your own answer. So it rewards you for actually being funny and it's not just I have this card in my hand. So that's an interesting thing too. It's Zoom, but it's a game. And then we did the dramatic reading of the lady's Facebook thing today, which was amazing. Well, what but about, there's always like a point. Like we just don't like sit there and like it. drink and no, we should have though. And, and just like talk over each other. I sent you the script though. I got the script on my laptop right now. So, <laughs> so, so no, I want to hear the voice inflection, you know? So one of my friends sent me uh, a Snapchat. It was him and his wife and they're filming a screen and there were 20 boxes, right? Yeah, that would be a lot. And they were singing happy birthday to, <laughs> to some guy. Now the dude was of uh, the dude was of Chinese descent, so you had some of his like Asian relatives on there, and I guess he has like his real name, his Chinese name, and he has like American, you know, like Jim or whatever. So the so my friend singing happy birthday, and it's like happy birthday, dear. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could hear it on you could hear it on the Snapchat that he didn't know which name to say. <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> somebody, my friend Jeff uh, Hartzler replied, do you even know the name of the person you're singing to? And I, <laughs> it, it, it cracked me up so much because it was like, what are we doing, man? Like, I, it, you know, in my house, there are FaceTime, Zoom calls that happen all the time, even non-quarantine to speak to people in Greece. And I fly by like in the background. I'm, I'm you know. The worst ones for me, is I'll get invited to one and there'll be like four people I know and then like two people I've never seen before in my life and you're just like waving to them. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. <laughs> nice to meet you. I know, it's strange. Yeah, so Dave, have you been, okay, so we know Rob's been doing them. Dave, have you been invited to any <laughs> Zoom hangout things? Nah, just doing the podcast. But Rob, I want to go back and hit on something you said. You said we all hate again, hate on, we all hate cards against humanity, right? I hate it. I was dating this chick recently, and I went over to her house, like right before all this began, and she was playing cards against humanities with her roommates, and I was just like, oh no! And she's like, yeah, go play! And so. Thank God for the coronavirus, because that relationship's <laughs> over, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I, it's a game for people that aren't funny, you know? Like, no, I know. I knew it was the end. Like, I knew that was the end right there when I walked in. I, had, I was all happy. I had, like, some drinks, some food, some chips. I'm like, all right, we're going to have a good time, right? And they're, they're sitting there playing cards. I was like, oh, no, you're basic. They bought my favorite website, too. I was complaining to Woody about this. Like, are you familiar with clickhole.com? Yeah. They Cards Against Humanity owns it now, and like that's it. It hasn't posted since they bought it. It's they just like it was, shut it down. I thought Clickhole was part of the Onion. It was. It's not anymore. Now Cards Against Humanity. I was like, I went to their Twitter page because I'm like, they haven't been posting during this at all. And I went to it. I'm like, where are the stories? And it was just dead. And so then I looked it up, and it was like, oh, Cards Against Humanity purchases Clickhole. So you know what's the worst about the Cards Against Humanity thing is when it's like basic things that aren't funny and somebody just dies laughing the whole time and i sit there and i think to myself i i hope you choke and die no it's just whoever can play the card with the most bodily fluids on it or cuss yeah cuss words or grandma or whoever can reference semen the most wins so terrible so sorry (laughs) you guys know i always you know i i'm i've had horrible luck in my life at bachelor parties like my (laughs) 
the, the number of bachelor parties I've went to that have gone awry have just have just been corny. And like one time, Nick and I went to one in South Beach with these guys that we didn't we weren't really cool with the groom, but we uh, we did a TV show with them. So somehow we got invited and we went down there, and it was just like. You know, we couldn't, it was like six dudes in Miami and these were all like, his friends were all like dorky Midwest guys and went to South Beach, couldn't get in anywhere. Yeah, we if you go up, six deep to a club down here, you're kind of- Yeah, six guys, forget it. And we went to, we ended up at the Clevelander. <laughs> so, because of course, fine. And then Nick and I were, you know, dancing or whatever. We met this. So also there was like the girl had like a, the bride had like a no strip club policy, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't every <laughs> so so Nick and I met a stripper while, like while we were dancing out on the normal dance floor. You and Nick dancing together. Uh, Nick and Rob, I. This is up. commitment issues after dark now. <laughs> me, well, listen, Rob will tell you that that Nick Kruger and I can turn up a dance floor at any place, anytime, anywhere. No, there's no doubt, especially Woody, because I think people look at Woody and think you know this dude is a guy that's going to stand against the wall. And then when he gets out there and starts like backing his butt up, they're like, oh, okay. And yeah, it's you kind meant, of like they've it. seen it. Hey, Woody in action uh, at There's there's no doubt. I can attest. He takes people off guard. Well, Dave, you wouldn't really you, neither neither one of you two really dance. So No, I'm the worst dancer ever. There's no doubt. I can dance, son. You didn't that dance? We went out there. I'm gonna dance with your big big old <laughs> Greek self, man. So so listen. So so Nick and I meet this this girl who says she works as a stripper. She was not stripping. She was out on her own time. And and Nick said, "Look, the br- the bride said no going to the strip club. She didn't say <laughs> no bringing it here." So, so Nick gives the girl fifty dollars to go give him a lap dance at the table. Oh, you guys riff. I'll be right back. So she comes over in her regular clothes, like club clothes. And he's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm whoever. And just starts dancing on the dude. And the dude just, you know, turns beet red, gets all embarrassed and sad. And like, yeah, it was, it was. Uh... <laughs> you know, Woody, you'll be surprised to notice about me. But I, too, find myself very uncomfortable in strip clubs. It's just, it's not, it's not my MO. I think it's a very unnatural situation. I feel as if, you know, the pursuit is the whole fun right. of, you know, the male-female courtship dynamic, you know? So if it's just like, hey, here's $20, come grind your butt on my chest. Like that, to me, that that's not something I want to, you know, partake in personally. Now, if it's, a, if it's a bachelor party or something of that nature, then maybe well, I'll go for the guys. But I, I'm not trying to like, I, I just never saw the fun in a strip club i'm i'm paying for stuff it's look but don't touch i mean i, I know nah, i don't like it either no nah, i hate I'm it with you. i don't like the dynamic but so so last so i don't like it either the reason if I i'm gonna lay money on fire my choice is the casino right <laughs> i I'll, I'll burn it at a blackjack table so so last year when i was in oregon for uh that bachelor party uh, where we were went to like eastern oregon and got like a cabin out in the woods it was snow and blah 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 right uh, and I see the groom unpacking, and this is my friend. I've known the, the dude since he was fourteen. It, you know, we've been we've been we've been friends forever. 
And he was one of the most cynical people ever. I'm never getting married. I'm never having kids, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, he meets some chick and falls in love. And that next thing, you know, he's putting pictures of his dog on Facebook with captions in first person, you know? No kids, right? Puppy playtime. No, she's pregnant now. So anyway. That's a good time to be pregnant. I see him unpacking stuff. Never a good time to be pregnant, Rob. I I see him unpacking stuff. And what does he grab but Cards Against Humanity? Oh. <laughs> and I almost just packed it up and drove all the way back to the airport and flew home because I was like, it, I would light that game on fire. And listen, if you're listening to this or watching this and you play Cards Against Humanity, like, don't think that I, like, hate you, but it's close. <laughs> now, there's definitely a subset of people that are probably listening to this that play it but only play it because either A, one of their friends wants to, or B, because their girlfriend loves it. Yeah, their girlfriend. Uh, and if, if girlfriend, your girlfriend you wants like to play it. a board game and that's it, you got to do it. To the ladies watching and listening to this, I'm, I'm available, I'm single, but if you're in the Cards Against Humanity, sorry, that's a deal breaker. Man, that's a high bar. Well, anyway, bar. we didn't play Cards Against Humanity. And it, it just... For a bachelor party, like, like, look, I get it if it's you're home for Thanksgiving and you're playing with your parents or or you're quarantined, right? <laughs> but at a, We're not at quarantined. a bachelor party, we got a cabin, we got a hot tub, we got a we got a town nearby. Like, we're <laughs> you know. that's a big thing for people. People from Oregon are like, we got a town nearby, man. <laughs> There's a town, man. We're going into town. Uh, so, General store. So anyway, that's the. Uh, that's cards against humanity. So I think that's all I wanted to talk about. I, I might have had, I might have had something else. But uh, this has been fun though. It's nice to talk to like humans. I, I miss you guys. I know, man. Your beard looks good too, by the way, Woody. It's really coming into its own. Well, Lackford's been making fun of me about it nonstop. I haven't shaved it. It's the hair. It's, it's it's the haircut that's the problem. The hair's coming I mean, in though. I am a disaster too, man. Like I don't even know when the next time I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, but you've been trying to have long hair. Yeah, but I look ridiculous with it. You know that. Yeah, I know, but that hasn't stopped. That's no, stopped. come on. I always try something out once, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that hasn't stopped you before. Uh, I mean, I I went a year with a goatee in college. Like, I will try anything one time. Boy, you had a goatee. And there are very limited photos of it. It, huh. it is really embarrassing. He lived in Kansas, of course. He had a goatee. I had, a, yeah, I did. I, I did have a goatee in Kansas, though. So like, sure. when I, I moved I to, yeah, when I moved to Kansas, it took about two years, and then I had a goatee. I need to see those pictures. I'll tell you what. When we, I'll tell you what. I will send you the pictures, and we can put them on this podcast. The day that the first baseball game is played after this is over, like when this is over and the Mets are playing baseball, and I'm happy again. I will tweet out the goatee pictures. I Dave, will give it to you and let you tweet that. How about that? Dave, you've never had a goatee? Oh, yeah. Of course I had a goatee. What are you talking about? It looks so I stupid. Soul patch. A uh, uh, standalone soul patch, baby. Oh, Billy Tucker. Oh, yeah. 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 So we call I, it it all my, I was a barber, man. I tried to do everything. Well, I looked so bad with it, man. Like, it I was had a bad, bad, bad. Pin strap joint. Yeah, I mean, I could see you having it. Can't, I can't imagine Rob ever being like, you know what? I'm going to have a goatee. <laughs> Yeah, the day the Mets play the first post-coronavirus game, I will let you tweet out the go picture. That's, also, that's, oh, by the way, also my hair is blonde in that photo. I can see Rob with a goatee because Rob's a baseball fan, and baseball guys do a lot of goatee stuff. No, goatee. But it's not like a baseball – people will see it. When the Mets play after this – Is it longer? Is it, like, long? No, it's about this length. 
but it's also my hair is like my also my hair is like spiky and blonde it is ridiculous it, it it's sharp? so was bad it, man was the goatee sharp or was it like guy fieri no no it, it's trimmed and sharp and, and short but also okay. like I, I have like blonde tips i mean it looks really bad <laughs> you frosted your hair bro. it's like extremely 2005 or whatever or ugh. You know, the best said, I'll give it to Woody. The day the Mets play after this is over, I'll let Woody do what he wants with it. That's my deal. There's a picture of me at my high school graduation back here. And I mean, I can't move the computer because the mic's plugged in, but it's it's not a whole lot of change from what you see. Maybe I was skinnier. That's about it. All right. Before we go, let's let this like end. What is the most embarrassing picture of you that exists in the world? Because I, I'll give you one if everybody else gives you one. Well, I think the best, the, speaking of embarrassing pictures, the best part of this podcast is you not knowing this is going on YouTube, talking about, man, my arms look good on this thing. I had no idea. I thought it was, I was like, why, why, why are you making me turn my camera on? <laughs> this <laughs> might not be on YouTube, depending on the, con I don't know if the uh, content's going to pass the uh, censors uh, tomorrow. We'll see. Just edit it out, man. Get the, All right, get let's, let's answer the question and get out of here. Come on. What's the right, most embarrassing man. picture you've ever Where do you go? So uh, I remember we used to live near a champion factory outlet, which yeah, like uh, the cool basketball jerseys. Right. And that was when they were the NBA team. So we had all, so my sister had a pair of Charlotte Hornets shorts that were too big for her. Like they were like knee length for like women or whatever. And I remember one time I had that and I had a funny looking, I had a funny looking Oregon Jersey, but it was like really old and I put them on together and went to play basketball <laughs> and because the on me they fit like john stockton you know i'm trying to see if i have it the, the picture here in my office i might but anyway that's probably and i'm i'm running around messing around with the dog and stuff and it's me and like a skin tight basically like a sports bra looking jersey and a i look like bob cousy or something you know but a fat I, I, i'll go before you dave there is a senior photograph of me and a pretty like half unbuttoned button down shirt laying on the hood of my Ford Explorer. <laughs> like a, a like a ninety like a 1999 2000 Ford like green Ford Explorer. It is really embarrassing. What that is, my, that that is the beauty of you right here. <laughs> no, that's all right though. <laughs> all right, let's hear yours, Dave. Uh, mine, uh, mine's probably my senior, um, high school photo. Everybody else wore like suits and I wore this like uh bootleg Nike shirt that had like snake print designs all across it. It wasn't even real. It was like an unsanctioned Nike shirt and my <laughs> hair was all messed up and my face was mad goofy and that was it. I mean, I don't really know. I feel like every picture of me is horrible. I'm riddled with anxiety and I'm very insecure about how I look. In no, I'm with you, but I mean, they're just, some are more embarrassing than others. That one was embarrassing. Like it's in the yearbook. Like all these people are in suits, and I got a knockoff Nike shirt on. It was like a, it was like a, a polo too. <laughs> I assumed I assumed yours was going to involve you know some type of paraphernalia photos that are. Who me? Yeah. I'm I'm drunk. I'm not embarrassed of those. I got a lot of those. Uh, I have. Uh, I don't know. I definitely can't talk about this on the pod. I'll tell you when we stop recording some pictures I got of other people that I'm just holding on to. So of course, for black uh, yeah, <laughs> All right, let's wrap this one up, ladies. And okay. Guys. All right. Hey, I love how I love how Rob's like. It's good seeing you guys to talk to people. Let's get off of this. <laughs> yeah, you know that's all right. Though. Subscribe on iTunes. We're trying to get on uh, Spotify. 
I thought we were supposed to be on there by now, but I've been searching and I haven't seen it. So keep on a lookout there. Our audience has just dwindled, but uh, yeah, they probably all deleted it because they thought we would never do this again. Right. Tell your friends we're back better than ever. And uh, we're pumping out three, four shows a week. I am at least doing with Farrell and I did an NBA draft one with Kristen today. So I want to do a show with you, Farrell and I. Yeah, Farrell would gladly do it. Farrell will do it. Farrell wants to do these videos. That's all he wants to do. The problem No, is, it'll be funny. I'll do one with you and Farrell. We can we can mess with him a little bit. I want to do one with Farrell. No, I don't even know how he would react to that. Dave, you got a lot of mentions on the last – Farrell talked about you on the last one. Did he? Nah, people like Dave. To go back and watch it. Yeah, it was a lot it – was, it was some shade thrown your way. Oh. Uh, go check. Yeah. Go check. That's on the Godfather – it's on the Godfather and Gorney feed, I think the audio version. So Just send me the clip or send me the link for it later. I thought you listened to that podcast already. Godfather and Gorney? Yeah. I didn't know they had were still doing it. Yeah, they're, they're still not. Doing it. It's just oh, me, it was me and Farrell. I've been on there three or four times. But anyway. Gorney's pretty good on in this medium, really. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I listen to theirs. Uh, that I listen to, to you listen to Gorney, but you don't listen to ours. I've listened to. I can't stand the the sound of my own voice. Well, you I'm haven't sure. been on, Rob. You haven't been on here in five months. <laughs> I know, but I also don't want to hear you guys ripping on me, so I just <laughs> I just decide to not. Okay, all right, that's it. Wrap it up. We'll uh, be back with another episode next week. Awesome. Peace.